0: about we eat bunches, and we get really high.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where something smells a bit like skunk. We eat a bunch of junk, and we're all waiting for NOSPO's theories to get debunked. I'm the shame of Charvalon, and I am here with my co-host, Tang and Nosmo, and we are here to talk to you about random bullshit in the Wheel of Time. Thank you. What ones are getting debunked? We can't tell you that. Of black. <clears throat> Read and find out. Oh, I'm trying. Moraine is
2: alive.
3: <laughs> that would be sad.
2: Read and find out.
3: She's probably not even going to come back in this book. Like,
2: oh, Oh, wait. Tom is alive. <laughs> that's the one that's gonna get debunked.
1: I love that here. you, me, and Mr. Buzzfeed still have that as a group name on Snapchat. True. Tom is dead. Nospa's not in that group. What in the world is Mr. Buzzfeed doing up there? Sounds
2: like he's up there trying to find new ways to skin a cat. <laughs> I'm like what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Where's our cat?
2: Not near enough for comfort.
3: <laughs> what is he doing?
2: His best, probably.
1: Yeah.
2: No, Mr. Buzzfeed notwithstanding.
1: Dang, what if we smoke? Oh fucker.
2: I hate when I
1: segue into your own when I can just toss it back like that.
2: Yeah, I've listened back to our episodes. It happens a lot. I'm so sorry, everyone, most of <laughs> all myself.
3: <clears throat> I mister what happens? Um, anyway. <laughs>
2: I segue into myself a lot. We, we've been smoking weed. We've been smoking Redican Godbud, Blessed Bee, and Redican Wappa, Blessed Bee. Two pristine weeds, indica-dominant hybrids, both high THC and not nearly high enough THC content. We've smoked oh a lot of bowls.
1: Apparently the
3: sounds were rolling dice.
2: Oh yeah, he showed me. He's got a die that weighs like three and a half pounds.
3: It's pretty sick, eh?
2: It's like all like metal. It's dumb as shit. He's not allowed to bring it on episodes.
1: He's trying to do that longer. Okay, all right. How much do we smoke dang? I missed it. A lot. A lot? Okay. No specifics. What are we eating? I'm eating Oreos. I have an Oreo for the table.
2: <laughs> that's her oreo
1: <laughs> she also has fritos what are they
2: they're barbecue corn
1: chips they are they're delicious okay i i, was, I don't know the names of any fritos product except hoops
3: i was gonna say limp noodle because that's the only shape i could describe and
2: i got barbecue corn chip hoops over here
1: and he had a glass of iced tea allegedly i realized i didn't write down any of the snacks fuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: fine what are we here to talk about
1: so was Egwene. okay we have a bunch of like we actually pulled out of the prompt thing so some of it's really specific stuff from when i was reading through the series and i was like this could be a prompt allegedly because i want it i want no to save up her gathering storm stuff because we're gonna do a gathering storm episode it's gonna be the whole thing because obviously there's a lot of shit that happens gathering storm that needs to be debriefed
2: primarily the gathering of a storm
1: and thankfully, we're not a read through podcast, but we can give you updates as Nospo reads. Because I don't think there's like any other read through podcast. that's in the or, We're not a read through podcast, but I don't think there's any read through podcast that's in the late stages of the wheel I'm of sorry, time. I thought they were in like the fires of heaven and stuff like that. I think yeah. that's where a
2: lot of the big ones are. A lot of the big ones are fairly early. Yeah, now.
1: they're still definitely top half.
2: And we're bringing you that Tarmon guide on. We're giving you content. that first
1: time reader realness. Jesus. The last battle is coming. It
3: sure is. Allegedly. Rand's like, it's time to die, but I gotta do other shit first.
1: I gotta get my affairs in order so I can die. But anyways.
3: Fuck up the world so I can die.
1: Yeah. He's being not so nice right now. Anyways, piddly prompts, but it's some interesting discussions, I think. So, Egwene, the Omerlin Seat. When she originally became the Omerlin Seat, they thought she was a figurehead and they wouldn't do what she wanted. And she, through her crafty nefarious means and swan's good nose for trouble, they found Aes Sedai doing things they shouldn't and made them swear fealty to Egwene and that they did shit that Egwene wanted. One of these was Morel because of, or Morel because of Lan she was
3: downright pissed about Lan.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Nisau, also because of Lan. So the question here is, was Egwene forcing Aes to swear fealty to her warranted, or was it an abuse of power?
2: First of all, I'd like to say yes. that it is possible for it to both be an abuse of power and entirely warranted. Wow. And I think that's probably where I would fall on the issue. But, like, yeah, if anyone bit. has any...
1: My contention here is she didn't really have any power. She just had blackmail. This is what she used to gain power. But, yeah, I agree. It was definitely necessary. I thought there'd be more discussion on this. Fuck. <laughs>
3: also, Queen's really trying to be a really good ruler. She's really trying to make good use of... Those oaths, you know? Yeah.
2: And like really, we're the Weed of Time podcast, and it's a Glen Alvere. We're we like, stand. we're not gonna say she did anything wrong.
1: We <laughs> stan. My Amerlin, Elida, not my Amerlin.
3: I think the saying is like she used the tools she had been given. Yep.
1: And she had tools and she needed to do things with them. Now, yeah. of course, if she had been a different person, if she had been Elida. Requiring these oaths out of die. And we know this because you're not. Has Elijah possibly talked about some things? About making people, like making a fourth oath? Okay, yeah, good. She is there. We're good. (laughs) Sometimes I forget. We're on the same book, so it's, but I, I finished Gathering Storm. She's in Gathering Storm. It's hard for me to remember exactly where she is and what the plot things are. But I know really in depth the things that have happened. So it's hard to not spoil it sometimes. But um, yeah, she was going or talking about requiring Aes Sedai to make oaths of fealty to the amerlin And it's immediately looked at as such a bad thing. Uh, it's obviously a little bit worse because the oath rod's involved. But because Aes Sedai uh, swear to tell the truth, any oaths they make are binding regardless.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So why is it different?
2: And I'm going to kind of raise a piddly point here that, like, all of these questions of, like, abuse of power or uh, a moral stamp on actions people have taken, Mm -hmm. they're all kind of based on the idea of the morality of the Aes Sedai institution. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the only power the, uh, the Amarlin Seed has is the power that the Aes Sedai just kind of agree to let them have.
1: Well, and that's a whole thing, because and, uh, Elida tries to make that one Aes Sedai an accepted, mm. and she accepts it. But people were like, just ignore it. She can't do that to you. And she couldn't until she accepted that the Amerlin could do that.
2: Right, exactly. And, like, it's even worse in Egwene's case, really, because, like, these are people who split off from the institution from which they are getting their morals and guidances, mm. right? So th- they are a rebel group and she has been shadily put sort of in charge of this rebel group of a made-up fucking structure. Because like, none of
1: them want to go down as amberlin, but they want somebody they can manipulate.
2: On an objective level, th- they, the only power any of them have over anybody is the power they give each other over the- themselves and shit. Like, it's... Uh-huh. On a moral level, I, I don't really think it was an abuse of power because, like, the ice and I could just not.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where's they the. They could abuse? have just let it been known. Girl.
1: They had the choice to swear fealty or to do the other thing.
2: So it was warranted and actually probably not even an abuse of power, in my opinion. Valid. Because, <laughs> like,. Fuck just made-up shit, man. No gods, no masters, no Ammerlin seats. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Epiphone vital. I'm writing it down.
2: And I'm taking a chip break. We're all taking a snack break. Holy shit. We gotta time this out. We gotta, like, cycle... Not cycle breathe. Cycle
3: breathe? Um, circular breathing.
0: Mm.
2: No, I'm thinking about in a choir when people on a long note drop out at different times so that they cycle. have time to breathe. What's that? Cycle cycle okay
1: you can tell that no a woodwind player whereas we had to play in a vocal ensemble or Disgusted. perform in a vocal ensemble gaspen <laughs> which part staggered breathing i don't know breathing.
2: fucking most of it <laughs> staggered breathing there we go
1: that's that's the term
2: i don't know there's a lot i didn't like about having to sing in front of people all of the time
1: that's fair fairly valid
2: just cuz i'll do it for the patrons doesn't mean i want to do it with my classmates for marks
1: Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? On pieces you don't really like. Really, though? So This is <laughs> a
3: Reed University. <laughs>
2: Anyone we have went any to? other thoughts on Egwene not doing anything wrong ever?
1: She's perfect and I love her. <laughs> I
3: want to talk about her.
2: <laughs> Do it.
1: Girl, get it. Let your feels be feels.
2: Bitch about Gowan if you have to.
1: How he is he... not good enough for her. <laughs> he is not. Like, okay. Like, Gwen and Gowen, it's a 17-year... It's her first relationship post-Rand, which wasn't even a real relationship. They hung out for, like, three days, made out. They had dream sex a few times. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. In, and then <laughs> she's like, I'm in love with him. And he's like, I want what I want. <laughs> and it's like you have been indecisive for 11 books, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where do
2: you get off? Aside if, from in the dream.
1: Egwene and Galad would have been a way better couple. I know that's problematic because he's a white cloak now, but. Okay.
3: At least he's picked a side.
2: <laughs> but a forbidden romance between the Amerlin seat and the fucking Lord Captain Commander of the White Cloaks. That
1: was a spoiler. Oh, no, no, it was it? Never mind. We're good, we're good, we're good. We're good. Because that happened in the prologue where Valda died. Okay, I was like, no, we haven't seen him as that, but I forgot that we knew.
2: I was like so sure that that was a thing. Okay, but no, seriously. We're the, good, we're good. The forbidden, <laughs> oh, the forbidden romance between the two leaders of the rival camps. Come on, would have been heart-wrenching. You
1: know what I actually really, really would have liked? Hmm. I don't want Egwene to have had a love interest or... It was irrelevant. Mm. It was irrelevant. It took away from her plot line.
3: Like, I hate opening the book or flipping the page and being like, "You, I read that and now you want me to read about Gowan? No, I don't. He's doing nothing. He's just
1: complaining.
2: Egwene's plot line is worth because of Gowan.
1: Yeah! Straight up. Gowan and, like... Thing about Gowen that I'll bring up again in the episode where we bitch about him in his entirety because obviously there's things that happen that we hate. High history later. Gowen. High history <laughs> Gowen Trikant. We just do a roast series of more living like, characters. <laughs>
2: more like Gowen Trikant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um What was I gonna say? What was I saying?
2: Um, you you had a thing you were gonna say you were gonna bitch about him, and you're gonna say it in the episode someday too.
1: What did we say right before it? That it ru- that he ruins Egwene's problem. Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. Um, Gowan gets noticeably worse as soon as he's getting written by Brandon Sanderson though. Mhm. Like very noticeably so. Gowan like, was tolerable before this, but now in Gathering Storm it's like I fucking hate you.
2: He just went full incel in Gathering he Storm. He
1: did. He's the worst. And I blame Brandon Sanderson just a little bit, just a lot. What do I care what Brandon Sanderson thinks about me? He wrote characters badly, and he wrote Matt badly. So, which is a crime? A crime.
2: We're we're going to talk about this more. I want to do an episode on what we feel about Brandon Sanderson someday. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say some. Things that will get me in trouble.
1: He, there on, are some good things. There Twitter. are some good things. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that we're not happy about. Okay. We'll move on from this prompt because we, we're <laughs> touching on like, two future episodes now. Yep. Okay. So did, in Eye of the World, uh, Ishmael was, you know, masquerading as Baalzamon In that kind of giant thing where Rand's running up air and stops Trolloc's, Tarman's Tarwin's Gap, and then mm. is in the room with Ishmael. At one point, Ishmael shows Rand a vision of his mother, Carrie, Kari, whatever. <coughs> Excuse you, are you okay? i just fine. <laughs> <coughs> he's turned off his mic to cough in peace. <laughs> anyway, I turn away from the mic to breathe. Valid, valid. There's a lot of noise issues we're dealing with. Anyways, was that actually Kari? Or, like, was that her soul? Or was it just an illusion? Just kind of straight up, like, I don't think it was real. That's fair. My logic here is the same as yours. The logic here is Baalzaman at the time, crazy Ishmael, is not the Dark One. Mm. He is not the Lord of the Grave. He does not have access to this, I don't believe. Yeah. I don't think that's something he can do. I think it was just an illusion. And I think sweet baby boy Rand was such a sweet baby boy then and would have, and mm-hmm. Baalzaman thought he would go for it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And... Th- what were you going to say, Dave? I,
2: I was going to say it's also very... It would be very in-character for Ishmael to lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
1: Especially at that time.
2: On a personal level, why he, why would he care to be truthful to Randall Thor? Yeah. He, he's got no reason to be honest with him. Yeah. And another thing... And
1: he's insane.
2: <laughs> true. And I, I think this is maybe the most compelling bit of evidence for the case that it's not really Kari. Mm. Um, if it really was... Do you th- think Robert Jordan would have just left it at that?
1: Yeah. And never revisited mm-hmm. it? Yeah. If
2: it was real, it would have been revisited. That's just yeah the nature of how things worked in the Wheel of Time. <laughs> in if the it, eye of the world. If it came up, it was going to come up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, this question made me think of a follow-up question. Could the Dark One have force-rebirthed Kari, Janduin, and Tigraine into new bodies and then used them as hostages when dealing with Rand? Would this be effective or not? And I think the answer is depending on where in the series you are. <laughs> yeah. For effectiveness. But I think he could have. I,
2: he, I think he, the Dark One definitely could have.
1: I don't know if he would have thought of that, though. Because he, he doesn't think, it doesn't think like a person.
2: Yeah, and...
1: He would not necessarily understand those familial connections.
2: To be real, Rand never really knew any of those people. That's fair. And I feel like at most times in the series, Rand is either A, based, or mm-hmm. B, crazy mm-hmm. enough to be like, you know what, it's for the good of the world, I can't care about those people, because realistically yeah. they weren't anyone to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. He does like, remember Kari a little bit, though.
2: Yes, I still think he could be a professional about being the dragon yeah. at most times mm-hmm. if that came up.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's like when he killed Leah and stuff with mm-hmm. Balefire so he didn't get caught by Mashadar. He's willing to make sacrifices for the greater good.
2: Mm-hmm. Not least from himself.
1: Mm-hmm. But I definitely think the Dark One could have done that. Oh, yeah.
2: The Dark One resurrects enough people that, like... Yeah, we
1: have evidence that he can take souls and, without even losing their memories, put them in mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. bodies. I think the Kari one especially, especially if it was, like, an actual body that he could see and a person he could potentially touch and things, I think that would have gone Eye of the World Rand. Especially if Kari could potentially be convinced to, um talk about like childhood experiences and stuff mm-hmm. really convince Rand that it was mm-hmm. Kari
2: yeah I could see it I I suppose it would have depended on how he um hmm how it was presented to him. Do you yeah. know what
1: I mean? I think Tigraine also would have worked, but th- no, that would be dependent on her being in her old body. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, she Rand apparently looks so much like her, mm. but that wouldn't work in a new body. That strat wouldn't. Uh, no. In fact, there wouldn't be those visual cues. I think them being in new bodies would make it less effective for sure. Mm. Easier to be like, no, this is a trick. This is a trap. Crick, crack crack, patty back.
2: Not even, I tried. I know, I'm so sorry. Jesus.
1: Robust, you're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. Okay, and our third prompt for the evening, how did Leandrin become a Daco Vale? So, Leandrin, if you recall, she's been cast, actually. Um, Leandrin is a black Aja, Aes Sedai, who flees a tower with one of the 13. She's mm-hmm. the one who lures Elaine, Egwene, Min and Nynaeve to Falm where Egwene and Min are captured and Egwene is made into a demonic so there's there's some issues there with Leandrid.
3: She poses as a red right?
1: Yeah she's uh surface red but um they later meet her or she's later around with uh Mogedion is in charge of them and, like, beats them all down. And Leandrin tries to use her weak-ass compulsion on Mogadion. Mogadion's like, bitch, please do you like you one more chance. And Leandrin's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mogadion goes into the world of dreams and gets shot with an arrow by Bergita, and goes back and then is asking for them to heal her. And Leandrin's like, now's my chance! She's hurt! And then throws every bit of compulsion she has at her. And Mogadian's like, bitch, please! And just like, pugh. <laughs> it was a dismissive slapping motion. There was, yeah, yeah, there was a dismissive slapping motion. It was a backhand. Um, but yeah, brushes it off and it's like, you know what? Fuck you, and weaves an sh- insanely complicated shield around Leandrin, like so complicated that can never possibly be undone by Leandrin. And Leandrin can then still sense the source, but can't actually touch it. But mm-hmm. there's always the promise that she could touch it if she could somehow unweave the shield. So, like, fucked up mind game for Mogedian. mm-hmm but then we don't see Leandrin for a very long time until we later see her in Suroth's company serving Suroth as a Daco who has been enslaved, but like, isn't a Demane, even though she can technically channel because she can't actually channel. And it's, it's weird.
2: Now, hold on. So she is still shielded?
1: She is still shielded. She okay. has not undone the shield. Uh, no one has undone it on her or for her either so she is still shielded she is now one of those slaves that wear the really skimpy clothes and stuff because she can't be used as a demonic uh, and she served Surath at least up until Surath was you know ousted by tuan fallen from the blood <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what happened to leandrin after that hopefully something not good but yeah how the fuck did she become decovale Obviously, she was probably just in an area when the Shan, Shan attacked, but, like, imagine their process of trying to figure out what the fuck was up with her. That's really true. Yeah.
2: I, I do have a partial theory here. Yeah. It might be a little bit crazy. We do know there was somebody else with the Shan, Shan right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Semi-rog,
2: yeah. I feel like it could potentially have been a thing where... <laughs>
1: Because Leandrin was still a friend of the Dark, even though she couldn't channel.
2: Exactly. So she went to the, you know, like the nearest chosen she knew mm-hmm. and was like, "Please, this has what's this is what's happened to me. I can't stay by myself." Would she have state? known
1: that Semirog was there though? Because like she could. Nobody really did. I don't know how Leandrin would know that. Okay. Just, I don't think there was any, like, friends of the dark that semi worked with until there was the one Aes that was guarding her.
2: Mm. Makes sense, then.
1: Yeah. So I'm just thinking, even when she came to attack Iran, she came with people who just thought she was uh, Tuan's true speaker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or they thought it was Tuon, but... Yeah. But how the fuck would they have figured out... Th- what the deal was with her. Like, they probably would have tried to replicate the weaves that they saw on end.
3: But Suldam
1: can't really see weaves until they're uh, like super duper experienced. True. That would be like an insanely complicated one. Fair enough. But they do definitely know about shields. Oh, because, okay, Mugetian then inverted the weaves so you can't see it I think is uh. what happened. So it's just Leandrin can feel it,
3: mm-hmm.
1: kind of like Rand feeling his shield in the box. Would be my guess.
3: Fair enough.
1: I feel like they just must have eventually just gave up. Probably. But I don't know why she would have been put made a dakovail. I don't know how that would have <laughs> happened, especially for Sir Oth I feel like it must have been they were linked through friends of the dark. Mm-hmm. but I don't know exactly how that would have occurred or happened. It's kind of interesting to speculate. about. Should have read this prompt like way more recently in our read through or like farther back in our read through
3: mm-hmm.
1: when these things were happening. But I think that was only like a book or two ago. Cause that's when two one was missing. That's fair. At least when she showed up with Siroth, but I don't know. Okay, very unsatisfying ending to this episode, I guess, my bad. It's hard when I have to come up with all the prompts, you know, or the majority of them. Anyways, so that's why you should send us prompts on Twitter. There you go. Send us prompts if you want to listen to better stuff. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at The Weed of Time, and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like early access to all of our episodes. If you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it, and until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. Bye! There was
3: an avocado on the table this entire podcast.
0: Yes. Oh damn. What is it, dog? I forgot it's Mother's Day. Didn't get a gift for her. Other plans got in the way. She'll be so disappointed. Damn, I forgot it too. This could have been avoided. What the hell are we gonna do? My mom's been so alone ever since my daddy left. No. one to hold it tight. Like this put her to the test. A we both love our moms, women with grown women needs I say we break them off, show how much they really mean Cause I'm a mother lover, you're a mother lover We should fuck each other's mothers, fuck each other's moms